0: Hi, hello. Um, this feels really unnatural and weird to be talking into, well, basically talking to a computer because that's exactly what I'm doing right now. Um, but hello, hello, hello to anyone who's listening. Um, I hope you're having a good evening so far. Uh, disclaimer okay, I'm gonna be like completely honest. Through this process. I have no idea what I'm doing, how I'm going to do it, why I'm doing it the way I'm doing it. I think that I am probably like the most organized mess that I know. Meaning like I'm so disorganized but somehow end up finding a, a way to make things work in like a really odd way. I don't know if that makes any sense to anybody. But anyways, um if you're listening, I'm glad that you are. I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you decided to click play on my little podcast thingy. Um first, I'm just gonna give like a little a little introduction kind of thing of why I'm doing it, what it's gonna be about. um I kind of talked about it in the description, but for people who I guess just don't like to read, even though it's only like a paragraph, so it's not that bad but Um, I'll just kind of explain myself. Um, basically, so the name of this podcast actually came from a song that I wrote, which if you know me, you know that, um, I love to write songs, but if you don't know me, then now you know that, um, I was, I was at work one time. I worked at like a coffee shop in my hometown and I was, we were closing, it was like maybe 10 minutes away from closing time and there's- I just kind of noticed that there's always those people who like stay right up until we close but they're not rude about it like you know when those families come in to your restaurant that you work at and they're like so loud and keep asking for like more coffee or more bread or like whatever and they just like do not leave even though they know that you're closed like- it's not those kind of people, it's the kind of people who it's like just one person sitting by themselves and they have like, they always have their computers out or like notebooks or they they've got like earbuds in and like these nice, like nice looking stuff that you can just tell that they're like hardworking people. And they've always got like one little small latte that they've been drinking for like hours just like sitting there that's somehow still like almost all the way full And then by the time it's, like, five minutes after close, they are completely out of there, pick up their whole mess. Like, you know, those kind of people are the people that I like to stay. Um, If you're one of those people that is, like, in a family that stays and does all of those annoying things, please stop. Please, please stop. Nobody appreciates it. That's working. Um, I mean that in the nicest way possible. But anyways... um... So those people always stay, and I was doing, like, I was doing the basement list kind of thing, like, grabbing all the stuff from downstairs and bringing it up, and, um, I would consider myself a very strongly, how do I word this, like, I just people watch a lot, not in a creepy way, where I, like, stare people down, but I definitely like to think about, like, I wonder what their family is like, I wonder, like, that kind of stuff, like, they seem like the kind of person who would do this, like, only, you know, like, positive things, and I like to kind of, like, imagine and kind of create, you know, because what else are you gonna do when it's five minutes before close, and you're literally just cleaning things, and there's people sitting there, like, you know what I mean, so I was just kind of observing these people, and the, the Basement at um, Jitters, the coffee shop I work at, has like the best acoustics. So, I sometimes when I'm down there by myself, I just like hum because like it sounds so cool. Even if you were a bad singer, I swear to God, it would sound good down there. Like anything sounds good in the basement. Um, so I just kind of started humming like a melody, whatever, and I kind of came up with this little concept of like, hmm, like the people who stay. After the bar closes and the coffee shop closes, and you know, like they're, when their coffee gets cold, and and you know that kind of thing, and how those people are just so interesting, and like you wonder what kind of life they go back to, and so I went home and I wrote a song called After Hours, and um, and that's just pretty much what it was about. So when I decided to make a podcast, I wanted to do it for like a really long time but I just didn't, I mean, I'm not gonna say I didn't have the time, because I definitely didn't, but I didn't have, like, the alone time and the experience yet. I feel like now that I've spent so much time alone, I'm valid enough to make a podcast, because I have more knowledge, Um, but I was in the middle of doing a lot of different things at once when I wanted to, so now is a way better time, Um, but basically... I was, I was trying to think of a name and all of my names sucked. I was like, hmm, something to do with morning coffee, something to do with tea. I don't like, I didn't know what to name a podcast. I had no idea what I was doing. And then I was like, what if I just literally put my song title and I just put it on here? Because it makes so much sense. Because I think that, you know, there, there are morning people and there are night people. And then there are the people that are both. And I think that the people that are both are ones who can, who are going to end up relating to this podcast the most, because the whole idea is that, like, in my description, like I said, um, my, my thoughts, like, creatively always are most, like, I don't know, like, awakened at night. Like, when the whole, when it feels like the whole world is sleeping kind of thing, I'm like really eager to stay awake and like do things or whatever and and I would say that I'm a night person but then I also feel really eager to like get up in the morning and do things so that's kind of what this podcast is for it's for um for when you get home late at night or you don't want to go to the party or you just got back from the after party and in you're kind of in that mode of like you miss the people that you were just with or maybe you don't miss them um kind of just like that little wandering part of the night where you like have millions of thoughts in your head and you want to go to sleep but you like physically can't because you just you know like your mind is so active um So, yeah, so that's kind of my little explanation as to what this is. It was a really long explanation, but if I were listening to a new podcast, I would want to know what it was going to be about and, like, who the person was, what they were like. So that's kind of my little intro. Um, Basically, the name of today's episode is, um, oh, what is the name of today's episode? It is After Hours in an Empty Dorm Room. That's it. I kind of forgot for a sec, sorry. Um, So people who know me know that I left my high school a year early to go to a different school. And um, kind of like a private, like, thing. And it's an hour and a half away from where I live. So, like, it's, I have to live in a dorm and and all that kind of stuff. And um, it's kind of, it's kind of a weird deal because you know, I'm still in high school, I'm only 17 years old, and it's not exactly like college where, I mean, it is kind of like college, but it's also not, like, they have to do room checks, you're not allowed to have certain things in your dorm that that most colleges, actually probably all colleges, literally don't check at all and don't care about, um, there's a curfew, And there's, like, cleaning nights, you're assigned to do certain things, so it's kind of like this weird mix of, like, hey, you're kind of an adult, but, like, we're still gonna order you to do things, and if you don't do them, then you're gonna be in trouble. You know what I mean? Which is not a bad thing at all, like, they have every right, we are high school seniors still, we're not adults at all, trust me, some of the people here do not act like adults, I'm not saying I act like an adult all the time, I definitely don't, but... Um, it's just this weird in between kind of thing and it was a really emotional thing at first to kind of like be here I think that well okay so when I left my hometown I had like this big party and um, and like all of my friends and my and my classmates and stuff and teachers and and vocal vocal coaches wow and, and you know stuff like that like they all came and um and hung out like it was it was so much fun and I had like this big big going away thing and I was so excited I like cleared out my room and um and it it was just so fun and then I said goodbye to my my three closest friends um and I didn't really like have any sad emotions in me like I knew that It was sad that I wasn't going to see them every day like I usually did. But I was like, oh, like, it won't be that different. Like, I'm going to be doing what I love. Um, I'm going to be making music. I'm going to be meeting new people. I'm going to be in the city. Like, it's going to be so cool. And I was 100% right. Like, it is amazing. But I kind of, like, drove down. And I didn't... I drove down in my own car by myself. My parents um, went separately and, like, got here, moved in and i just like then everyone left <laughs> and i was just in an empty dorm room so like it was it was really really cool like leading up to kind of the part where like no one's really you don't have like that family to walk upstairs to you know And I knew that I was going to feel that way. I knew that the, you know, like the reality was going to kind of punch me in the gut and be like, hey, you're on your own, like figure it out now. Um, And it's not like I don't have the most supportive family in the world. Like I do. I call my mom every day. My parents are amazing. My brothers are, I mean, they're brothers. I don't talk to them every day, but like they're supportive and, and I have great friends and everything that I talk to all the time. But I didn't come to the place that I came to knowing anybody. Um, it was very last minute. I literally, like, nothing Nothing I do is planned whatsoever. I decided that I was for sure going to make a podcast, like, five days ago. Um, so I just kind of go out on a whim and I just do stuff. And this was one of those things. And I was kind of just, like, sitting on my bed and I was like, holy crap, like, I'm like I'm here which I'm there was this like overwhelming feeling of like oh my god you are you are here you're on the mountaintop you're doing great why does it feel so scary in like a sad way you know it and I'm saying this because I know that there are other people who relate to this kind of that feeling of of you know that you're doing something right everyone's telling you that you're doing something right but for some reason you still kind of have like that aching feeling in your in your soul because I don't know if that comes with like never feeling satisfied or self-worth or what that is but I know that that is a feeling that everyone experiences I'm not I'm not going to be naive towards that. I used to be like, oh, I'm the only person who feels this way. I'm, no one understands me. Like, no, there are definitely people who feel this and just don't know how to put it into words and don't understand. And that's the whole goal of me talking about um, moving and, and coming here and being in an empty dorm room is so that people can, can relate to what I'm saying. So I wanted to focus on six main steps, not steps, six main things that I learned, um, but like in a particular order of how I learned them by coming here. So the first one is necessary rejection. So necessary rejection is very necessary. Just kidding. That was really stupid. Sorry. Um, No, but it is very, very necessary to be let down and kind of not like a, I want to say like get humbled, but it's not really even getting humbled because sometimes getting rejected, like some people, I don't know how to word this, rejection is not always deserved, but it is necessary. So like if someone, okay, this is really random. Take Maddie Ziegler, for example. We all know who Maddie Ziegler is on Dance Moms, right? She gets First place, first place, first place, first place in the whole for, I don't know if anyone listening watches Dance Moms as much as me and my mom did, but we were obsessed for a while. And basically in the whole first season, Maddie Ziegler gets first at like every single dance competition. And then, and then she like went to one and completely forgot her dance, ran off stage, didn't get first place. Or I don't know, something like that happened, but something happened where she did not get first and she completely went into like a slump, and the, and this girl was like nine years old when she was doing this. So like I am not bashing Maddie Ziegler whatsoever. I think she's amazing, and um, I'm just using this as an example. Like she didn't get first place. She got rejected. She kind of had that feeling of like a self identity crisis where she was like, oh my god, if I'm if I don't get first place, then then what am I like I like you know because a lot of people that's what they live for is the compliments and you know like like winning and stuff like that um and i kind of experienced a rejection before not right before i left but um when my junior year came to an end i kind of faced that sort of thing and I think it kind of taught me that like I at first I there was a lot of anger I kind of went through like those stages you know that people talk about um like anger sadness regret and then like feeling better and I think like life had been so good for me for so long that after this rejection happened I was like no no like come on really like I don't deserve this I don't like I don't understand why this is happening. But I think along the way I learned that the most important thing you can tell yourself is that everything happens for a reason because because like a little while after that, the people that were involved with it, or the person I guess that was involved be like became a lot happier. And I became a lot happier. And we kind of went our separate ways. Which is, like, it's sad, yeah, because it is sad when people are strangers to you that you used to talk to every day, or you used to confide in for literally everything, and then to to get rejected by someone like that is definitely heartbreaking, but there's always gonna be a better, you know, something better in, in the future um, and you don't know it when you're going through it at the time, like, I definitely cried my tears, and I, I felt sorry for myself, and, you know, kind of, like, slacked off a little bit, and just had, like, all this anger and sadness in my body, but I think it was very necessary to feel all of the things that I was feeling, and sometimes that's literally all you can do, is just, just kind of sit and, like, wallow and let yourself just let yourself think even as scary as that can be sometimes it is the best thing you could do because trying to push it away and not acknowledge that it happened it's gonna come and it's gonna slap you in the face in the future at a time that is much worse so if you face some sort of rejection my only advice to you is to let yourself feel it. And if, it, if it's not necessarily with a person and you get rejected from like an audition or a school, you know, like a dream college or something, just remember that, you know, instead of or like even if there's a, a situation where someone is picked over you, there is always going to be someone better than the last person. You are never going to be the best ever just know that. And it kind of, it brings a little bit of peace, you know, like you're ne- you're never going to be a consistent number one. No one is. No one is a consistent number one. You can try and that's more than anything is to try to be as consistent as possible, but it is 100% valid to fall short. So um, that is unnecessary rejection. And then my next my next step is accepting defeat, which kind of goes with the rejection part, is kind of like accepting that it happened, accepting why it happened, knowing that, I guess, letting it, letting it humble yourself, but in a nice way. I think that um, for me, sometimes, like, when I get you know pushed down or rejected or i don't you know i write a paper and the teacher says that it's not good or i do bad on the test you know like that kind of stuff you could definitely you could definitely like talk to yourself and be like we need to work harder we need to do this we need to do this but it needs to be in a kind way to yourself because if one of your friends fail the test and they told you, you wouldn't be like, okay, well, you're stupid, because, you know, like, we might talk to ourselves like that, but we would never say that to a friend, I mean, maybe, like, joking-wise, but, like, we would never seriously do that, we'd be like, oh, you, you know, you, like, you'll get, you'll get it next time, just study harder or whatever, so, like, why don't we talk to ourselves like that, is my question, at least I don't talk to myself like that, a lot of times, if I don't do well on something, I, like, completely just, like, destroy myself I'm like oh my god like this is why you know like nobody likes you and blah blah blah." like no, no 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 if I can talk to my friends in a way that makes them feel better and more confident then I can do the same thing for myself if not better and that goes for everybody so um I think that accepting needs to happen in order to move on from whatever it is even if it's just little things um, and I think that in the, out, the outcome is just becoming a more humble person which can never go wrong so that's not accepting defeat so necessary rejection then accepting it then I also wanted to talk about um, self-obsession and self-worth which is a really interesting one to me because I've I've been through this. I know friends who have kind of been through this in a way, like self-obsession meaning you know caring a little bit too much about things that you shouldn't. Like and that kind of ties in with self worth because a lot of people say like oh self worth is um You know, like, knowing that you're beautiful, knowing that you're loved, and of course, like, you should know those things. But I kind of went through this thing where I tried really hard to make myself worth better and create a better self-esteem, and it ended up with me looking a little bit too hardly in the mirror and just becoming more insecure because I was becoming so obsessed with myself, and then it was, you know, for... A short period of time it would be like all I talked about all I cared about and there is a line between those two I'm not gonna lie I'm still trying to figure out what that line is um because I still have this thing where I'm kind of scared to explore this little self-love thing like I do little things for myself where to to show that like I don't know, I appreciate who I am and that kind of thing. Um, but there are definitely times where I'm, like, so overly mean and just, like, you know, and I hate that. I hate that I'm so mean to myself sometimes. And I, I know that other people do that, too. But I also get really nervous to, like, dive deeper into that because I don't want to become obs- over-obsessed with with traits about me if that makes sense to people um I'm not sure how to put that into different wording I know I'm forming it in my mind but I don't know how to say it out loud but it it can just cause so much insecurity so I think I think a good example would be like COVID and how you know like okay let me think I think I was I was 15 when COVID happened And um, which was probably, I mean, like any age for COVID was terrible. I think that like 15 is hands down the toughest age. 14 and 15 are the toughest ages ever, in my opinion. Um, Adding COVID onto that was probably the worst thing ever. I think that any 15, 14 year old can agree with that. Um, Basically, I was going through a lot of like eating issues and I had friends who kind of were starting to experience the same thing and and a lot of just like mental health stuff but the eating was the main thing and um and school got shut down and we literally were given nothing to do had to stay inside um and I've always kind of been one of those people who was like in sports but didn't really enjoy like exercising like I would I would go and um and scrimmage like for v- with volleyball for like hours. Like I would totally do that, but I just kind of hated like doing ab workouts and you know, I didn't mind weightlifting, but it just wasn't really this big thing of mine to like exercise. I only enjoyed doing the sports part of it and kind of learning the technique kind of stuff. So when COVID happened and sports were kind of like temporarily shut down and there wasn't really anything in the summer like at all when usually I had like you know all of the sports stuff going on I was like oh my god I started to worry about my weight the way that I looked I was like how am I gonna manage this and um you know like just that kind of whole thing I think a lot of a lot of people went through that especially a lot of girl athletes, I think, and men, and men but I know mostly um, females went through that. But I think that, you know, kind of being told that we had to stay inside and, and with social media, oh my god, I was, I don't know about you guys, but I was on social media, like, literally every second of the day during COVID, and that just made it so much worse, because, like, you know, like, People were posting these ab workouts and these things to, like, oh, you're inside for COVID. Do this, do this, do this, eat this, eat this. It's like people were shoving things down our throats and it's like, oh my gosh. And But the thing is we listened because we had nothing else to do. You know, like if I'm sitting in my room alone all day, the only person I have to talk to is my parents and my brothers, which, you know, like gets old after a while. Like we're going to end up doing things that we don't realize are harming our bodies um I think that I think covid was like the ultimate force of self-obsession um but I think that self-obsession also ties into necessary rest which is a huge deal in my opinion um there have been a lot of points in my life where I overwork and I've never looked, this is kind of a weird thing to say, I've never looked at overworking as, like, a bad thing for me. Um, I have, like, a friend, she knows exactly who she is, who is very similar to me and, like, is in a million things, and, and she, I think, is kind of the same way, like, she knows that she's overworking herself, and we both tell each other, like, Like, I'll be like, hey, you should probably like take that day off or you should do this or you should do this because you're overworking yourself. And she'll say the same thing to me. But like, we acknowledge that we're overworking and we do it anyways. But we know that it's bad for us. I don't really, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Um, But anyways, there are times where like mentally, physically, like, you know, like physically going to work too often um and mentally doing things like um I had a lot of of like fine arts my junior year of high school and fine arts are usually at like 6 30 in the morning so I would wake up at like 5 5:30 every single day for most of the year um and then in the fall I ran cross country which is you know obviously an exhausting sport Um, in the winter I managed a hockey team, so there were nights that we didn't get back until literally 12 o'clock at night, and I had to wake up at 5 to go to, like, one-act rehearsal, which, by the way, is probably, I mean, I had a blast. It was so mentally draining, and it, like, I loved doing it, but acting, and especially acting in the sense that we did, you know, because one-act is just such dark topics, it it was you know very mentally draining and there was so much research done on that and so much just like going on and then on top of that i had a job on the weekends that required for me to get up at like 5 or 6 in the morning and work at 7 or or 6 or whenever it was until like 2 or 3 in the afternoon so i really enjoyed having that life but there were definitely times when i was like oh my god like what? But like I was doing it to myself, so I would never really let myself um, take that rest. I would always have to hear it from somebody, you know, like my mom or my friend or my dad or something. Um, and I just think that it's important to know that if 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 you are working very hard and you are, you are pushing your body and your mind it it is okay to take a day to literally just do nothing i don't think it even counts to say do nothing if you lay in your bed all day that is productive rest because you are giving your body what it needs you're recharging you get to sit alone with your thoughts which That is like a big thing to do. Do you know how scary it is to sit alone with your thoughts sometimes? Like it can be a very scary thing. So if you are someone who relates to this and you think of like laying in your bed and not, you know, quote unquote, not doing anything as not productive, I am telling you right now that it is. Trust me, even like even if you have that thought of, oh, crap, I'm not being productive. That means you are a productive person because you care. So that is on, that's on necessary, necessary rest and self-obsession are kind of like a combination of things. Um, Another thing that I wanted to touch on with self-obsession and like self-worth is like that whole becoming your own best friend kind of thing. Um, I feel like I can talk about this because I've experienced it with being out here by myself I mean, like, I have friends um, at the school I go to now and I hang out with them outside of school and, you know, like, I have people that I've known forever that also live out here that I don't see that often but, you know, I have my people but I also have a lot of time to myself especially since, like, like, I'm not really in an apartment situation. I, you know, like, my food... My coffee, my um, closet, my bed, my shower stuff, all of it is in one room. It's, it's you know, like it's like living in a studio apartment, you know, and then I share a bathroom with other people. So, um, there's no like, you know, when you wake up in the morning and, or like most situations in high school, you wake up in the morning, you walk upstairs and your family is up there or, or whoever you live with is, you know, like you wake up to some people, you wake up to someone, you know, no matter who it is. Even if you're annoyed with your mom, like I remember I would always wake up and my mom would be like awake since 5am and it would drive me insane because I'd wake up at like seven and be so tired and she would have like the best attitude ever and it was like oh my god shut up I just want to go to school um like even if it's just that like you kind of have the same mentality which is not a bad thing like everyone gets annoyed with their parents in the morning it's it's a universal thing um it is different like I don't know how to explain it but it's it's just weird because now my schedule is to wake up you know, get dressed, make my coffee that's in the same room as my bed, which, you know, like, usually I would walk upstairs, make coffee, make eggs, whatever, like, kind of, like, even just moving around a house, like, that dynamic is gone now for me, you know, at least with my current situation, not that I'm never going to live in a house again, but it's just weird for that whole dynamic to not be here anymore, and it's just me in this one room and it does feel a little isolating and alone sometimes but it that that doesn't have to necessarily be a bad thing because it gives me the freedom to figure out a schedule and to figure those things out and um and you if you want to figure out those things you don't have to you know live in a dorm room by yourself you can do that even at home but um I kind of wanted to touch on that and also like going places by yourself and this is one that a lot of people I've talked to a lot of my friends about this they're like oh that's stupid like I would like why you know they're like oh why why do I need to go places by myself when I can go with other people like yeah you can go with other people but trust me going to like a sit-down restaurant buying yourself a meal, eating it alone, leaving a tip, and then leaving the restaurant is like probably the scariest but like coolest thing ever. It shouldn't be as scary as it is, but just kind of that thought of like there's, there's no one around. Like no one, I don't know how to explain it. Like I went to, when I came to the cities, I think it was maybe like a few weeks into the school year, I kind of made this pact with myself where every Saturday morning, because I do stay out here most weekends to work, um, I made a pact that every Saturday morning I would let myself sleep in like as late as I wanted um, if I didn't have work or depending on what time I worked. And then I would find like a nice place in the city to go and have breakfast and coffee and at first I didn't really do that because you know I was short on money I wasn't working for the first few weeks of school because I was still adjusting and um and I was like I I don't have the money to spend on it but then I kind of let myself think like I had um I had seen some of my friends or a couple of my friends had come to visit me or I went to visit them and, and they were like, oh, let's go and get lunch. I'm like, okay, like you pick and whatever. And like, I didn't even think about how much money I would spend. I'd be like, you know, I'll figure it out because I'm with someone that I love and I want to spend time with my friends. Okay. Start treating yourself like that. That's what you need to tell yourself. I kind of had this realization of like, okay, hold on a second. If my best friend came down to see me. I would want to go to a nice fancy place in the city. I would want to show them around. I would want to offer that to pay for their food. Like, so I kind of made this whole thing of like taking myself on a date every Saturday because I don't have like a boyfriend or anything. Um, so I think that that little like romantic part of, (laughs) <laughs> this sounds kind of weird, but like that romantic part of my life isn't really there because I don't have I don't have you know that person. Um so kind of like going into the city, maybe wearing something like nice, putting a little bit of makeup on, literally only for for no one, for just for me. And then going somewhere and spending money for myself, on myself. And then kind of like feeling that appreciation because you're only ever going to have yourself for the rest of your life. That's just the way that it is. The future has not played out. The the people that you love right now, I hope to God that they're in your life forever. But there's always that chance that they're not going to be. So the only promised forever that you have is yourself. And I think that that is so important to know. And one of the coolest things that I've realized since moving out here is that you have the opportunity to create your own soulmate in you. You know, like, I know a lot of people, I know I'm not the only one that does this, like making up little scenarios or even scenarios of people you already know, or maybe scenarios of people in your head that you're like, oh my God, like, what if he did this for me? And, and like, maybe one day he'll do this and I wish that he could do more of this or whatever. Like, yeah, it's fun to do that, but you can, you can create your own little best friend, your own little person that you love more than anything in yourself, you know what I mean by that? Like, you can better yourself... Like, it when someone meets their soulmate, their soulmate makes them a better person. That's what I've heard people say that are in really good relationships is, oh, he makes me better or she makes me better. Like, I like who I am when I'm around them. That's amazing, like, to experience that with someone, but you can also experience that with yourself. And I'm not saying, like, experience that and then, like, don't find love. Like, no, like, you should still... You should still find love at some point, and you will, trust me, but don't go looking for it. Like, like if you create that soulmate for you that is in you and your heart and your mind and soul, then you will be bettering yourself without even knowing it, and the person that is meant for you will see that, if that makes sense. That is like, oh my god, one of my favorite things ever was like writing that down and realizing that and letting that sit into my brain is like, you can become someone that you truly love. Like, it is important to love yourself anyways, the same way that you love your brother, the same way that you love your sister, your mom and dad, like love yourself like you love your family and your friends. But also, like make sure that you are bettering yourself that is a huge, huge deal. So yeah. And I think that, um, I think that that just brings like a lot of, a lot more joy and a lot more passion and motivation to anybody. That's at least what I've experienced. Um, anyways, I kind of spent a long time on that one, but moving on. Um, okay. The second to last one, so the fifth one that I wrote down, was change and learning to deal with change. Um, And I think that, like, this can be with anything, you know, change happens all the time. Um, Dealing with it comes first, like, I think dealing with it is a choice, And then it comes to a point where you're forced to kind of feel it. So this is kind of all over the place because this is my first ever podcast thing and I don't really know how to make an outline and I don't know, you know, any of that kind of stuff. But I think that what I meant when I wrote this down, this whole dealing with change is like changing as a person. I don't know about you guys, but like Sometimes when I, you know, like I'm reminiscing and I'm thinking about, oh, like summer or like when, like I always kind of like measure, um, measure things in seasons rather than like months and stuff like that. I, I think that seasons for me always change a lot just based on like what extracurriculars I'm in, who I'm surrounded by, um, what my schedule looks like. It always changes in like summer, spring, winter, fall. Um. And there's, like, this weird feeling that comes with that. Like, I've written down, so I journal a lot, um, whether it's, like, poems, songs, or, like, literally just words. Like, sometimes I look back in my journals and it's, like, "Mm, 12, 3, 21. Today was awful. And then, like, that's it. Like, you know, like, and I think that that's actually really necessary. Like, If you ever feel like you need to get emotions out or like you want to like physically scream, first of all, like you can physically scream. Go, I don't know, go wherever you need to do to do that. That would probably feel really good. I've never done it like out loud, but I always go to a journal. And if you don't have a journal, go to Target, write the hell now and buy yourself a journal. They're like 10 bucks each and Target has the best journals ever. That's where I get every single one of mine buy a pen, like, it's not that expensive, and just write, like, it does not have to make sense to anyone, no one's ever gonna see it except for you, the only reason that you guys even know, like, what my journal, or, like, one page of my journal says is because of this podcast, like, because I just willingly told you, so, anyways, that was kind of off topic, but, like, you know what I'm saying, like, that is just, oh my god, I don't know where I would be without my Target journals, sorry, that was a little bit of a rant, but, like, anyways, back to what I was talking about, um, So kind of, like, becoming a new person is a really weird feeling, um, and acknowledging it is also really weird. Like, sometimes people change, and they don't really acknowledge that they're changing. They're just like, oh, like, whatever. But whenever I enter, like, a new era, or I, um, start to feel myself like a new style, or, I don't, I don't know, like, different different traits that come with being a new person, like new music, new hairstyle, new dynamic of friends, Um, even having like a new crush or something like that, that can change a person and that's totally fine. But I also want you to know that It is completely human and okay to grieve the person that you were before. Because I've experienced it a lot. And like I keep saying, it is the weirdest feeling ever. But like, sometimes I look back like, oh, let me think. Maybe over, mm, like, fall. Fall of last school year. I was completely different you know like I maybe not even that different to other people but like the way that I think and the way that I write and do you know all the things that I love now is completely different than that or even like summer of two years ago or and yeah like it's two years you're gonna change but there are some people who don't change at all there are some people who you'll meet when you're like nine years old and then you'll see them again when you're 30 and you're like oh my god they're exactly the same that's fine but I think that there's an amount of growth that comes with accepting that you're changing you know like it's kind of the same as watching like a new season of a youtube show it or (laughs) youtube show netflix show or I don't know Disney plus I don't know why I said that literally any tv show it's you know like when all the characters enter and they've got new haircuts and like and every time they like come on the screen there's that little cheer thing in the background because it's like oh first episode of a new season like everyone looks different everyone everyone is like re or not reentering, like entering a new era and they're like you know that's kind of that's kind of what changing feels like or that's the way that I've always viewed it is like entering this new season like And some of the characters might change and your style might change and you might experience heartbreak. You might, you know, but I think that it's really important to look at, um, like when you're changing, to look at it as like this new exciting thing. Like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see what this version of me has in store. That is such an important way to look at it because if you feel feel yourself change and you're like, oh crap well, I liked who I was before. Like, you can't always control it. You can't control what happens to you. There are things, you know, like accepting that you can only control things to an extent is also very important because people will do things, people will say things that you don't like, that you don't agree with, that affects you, and you can't really do anything about it because that's a whole other person's life. That's their mind. That's the way that they view things. And You can't control what they say to you, about you, with you, like, any of that. Um, So, yeah. Oh my god, I just totally lost my train of thought. I, like, looked out the window and realized that there are literally no clouds in the sky. I think it's so weird when that happens. It makes me feel like I'm in, like, a simulation or something. But anyways, off topic. So basically the whole gist of that was yeah just accepting accepting a new era acknowledging what you're feeling is very important and just you know it's okay to it's okay to grieve for sure there are some days where i'm like oh my god i wish i could just be that girl again like i could I wish I could go back to winter. I wish I could have the people that I had back then. But like, you know what? It's over. It's, it literally already happened. There's nothing you can do about it. It's so much more important to focus on the now because the past already happened and the future hasn't. So literally all that matters is what you're doing right now. Like logically, think about it. Why would you worry about something that hasn't happened? You shouldn't. You should focus on the part that can make that happen, which is the present. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, for the last one, I have being alone. And that might sound sad, but let me keep talking. So... I kind of, okay, so I wrote down walking in a city alone, and then I changed it to being alone, which equals growth. 100% true. And I think walking in a city alone was kind of like a metaphor, but also not a metaphor, because, um, okay, first of all, walking around in the city as a 17-year-old girl might be one of the scariest things ever. I told myself that I wouldn't be too scared of it, like, when I came here, but it is so scary. Like, Literally, just, like, getting out of your car and going to a coffee shop and coming back out, like, I get really nervous. But I know that feeling is going to go away after being out here for longer because I've only been out here for, like, a month and a half. Um, and I also don't go into the city as often as I should or as often as I want to. But anyways, that was kind of, like, a little side note. Actually, that's that kind of goes along with it. Walking... In a city alone, is just as scary as being alone in general. I think that so many people are so afraid of being alone, and that's so valid. But oh my god, it feels so good to like to finally just be able to like be in an empty dorm room. Like I don't, you know, kind of that thing where some people are like, oh, all of my all of my friends or a bunch of people that I know are hanging out tonight. I don't feel like doing it, but I want to go. I don't want to have FOMO. Like, if you don't want to go, stay home. It's that simple. Stay home. You don't have to go. If they're not making you feel better, if being alone feels better than being with certain people, be alone. You are way better off With yourself, knowing that you feel good, knowing that you feel good about yourself, rather than like being with people who make you feel negatively towards yourself or towards others. Like, that's a really, really cool thing, being able to kind of see the world from that perspective all on your own without the influence of other people. And it can be something as simple as sitting on a park bench by yourself, which sounds so lame I know especially for a 17 year old girl a lot of my friends call me like a grandma because like the idea my idea of like a fun afternoon at least out here one of my ideas of a fun afternoon would be like oh my god I go to this park I love this park and sometimes I literally just it's like 10 minutes away from where I'm living right now sometimes I'll just go and like sit there even if it's not for that long or sometimes I'll just go and walk around like that is, that's amazing like that's so good for your mental health first, okay, sorry that sounded, for your mental health, I think I said health anyways going outside for like 15 minutes or more is like the best thing ever for a human being Just so you know, after hearing that, I hope that you decide to be outside more if you don't go outside now. Um, That's still something that I'm trying to work on because I don't go outside, like, a lot, a lot. But I would consider myself, like, a pretty outdoorsy person. Um, But, like, go on a walk by yourself. I know that you're probably thinking, oh my god, people are going to judge me. I know that, like living in a small town, it's, it is weird to go on a walk by yourself, or go on a bike ride by yourself, because yeah, you do know everyone that drives by, and it is awkward, but you know what, I remember when I lived in, um, in the town that I grew up in, and I would, like, drive, and I would see, like, a person my age, or a person in the grade below me, like, on a walk by themselves, and I was like, damn, I really wish I had, like, that courage, and that confidence, like, it sounds stupid, but I wish that I, you know, had enough in me to say, like, oh, I'm going to go on a walk. Like that, like just know that, you know, like anytime that I see someone doing these things that scare me, it probably scares them too. And they don't even know that I'm looking at them and I'm like, wow, I really wish I could be like them. Like that also ties into, I will always, always say this. You have so many more admirers than you think you do oh my goodness, you guys, like, that is probably one of the most eye-opening things ever. It, like, brings tears to- <laughs> it sounds so stupid, but it brings, like, tears to my eyes, like, um, it, it- it's just that simple. There are people who admire you for things that you probably don't even realize, like, um, I have AP- so I'm taking AP Lit- AP Literature- And it's like, oh, maybe like 10 or 12 of us in a class. So we all like talk and, um, you know, it's not one of those things where it's like this huge class. It's, it's very small and you know how like small classes are in high school. Everyone kind of jokes around, everyone gets each other, whatever. And the teacher is like one of my favorite teachers. Um, and we kind of do these like group discussions very often And I get a little bit nervous because, you know, like, this is still a new school for me. I don't- there are people here who know each other already, who knew each other before they came here. And I still feel like a newbie. I still feel, you know, it's an art school. I I feel very basic compared to the rest of them. So I think that that brings out, like, a really shy side of me, which I hate. I don't like being shy, but, like, sometimes I can't help it. But, um, anyways- so my teacher, uh, like we were having a group discussion, and he like went around and he he pointed something out involving me and in my paper, and was like, "Can you talk more about that?" And I was like, "Oh geez, oh geez, like he wants you to talk. Uh, don't say the wrong thing." Blah, blah, blah. And I just kind of like talked and talked and talked, and he seemed like he understood and whatever. You know, I don't remember exactly what it was about, but it had something to do with the process of like writing my essay and what I did. And I just kind of, like, gave people advice in a way. I guess kind of similar to, like, what I'm doing right now. Like, that kind of tone of talking was like, oh, like, I did this, I did this. And then a couple of days later, I was in the lunch line. Or maybe it was the next day, actually. Um, I was in the lunch line with my friend. And um, one of their friends came up and was, like, talking to them. And then she looked at me and she was in my AP Lit class and she was like, I know you, but I've never interacted with you before. And I was like, oh yeah, like I'm Sid. We have AP Lit together, and she was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're the one always saying all that smart stuff. And I was like, oh, like really, like, and I didn't want to seem like, oh my God, I'm not smart, blah, 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 like annoying about it. But I was genuinely surprised because I was like, I didn't, I didn't because there are people in that class, and I'm like, oh my God, they're so smart. So the fact that they thought that about me was like, wow, like, that's cool. I didn't realize that my words resonated with that person. And and she was like, yeah, like, every time you talk, I get really excited. and And you always have interesting stuff to say. And, you know, I never would have thought that about myself if she didn't say that. But for her, like, she probably sits in that class and thinks that, you know, every time I talk. Because I think the same thing whenever other people talk in classes I'm like wow they're smart or oh my god like their style is so cool I wish I had that or you know like I think that way and I am a human being therefore I know now that like every human being thinks that way and I know that that was like a very small interaction because then after that like she talked to someone else or whatever But it just kind of, like, had me thinking for the rest of the day. I was like, wow. Like, everyone has admirers. Because everyone is an admirer. Therefore, it's reciprocal. So just remember that. Like, when you feel like, I don't know, like, down on yourself or whatever. Just know. And don't take it as, like, needing compliments. You shouldn't need compliments to, like, get by or anything like that. But... Just know that there are people out there who think that you're funny and pretty and smart and all of the things that you're worried about, you're insecure about, that they probably want, you know? Like, that's just, it's the way of the world. It's the way that it is. Also, back to being alone. I also want to point out, especially out in a city, this could be different in a small town. I don't know. People can be judgmental. At the end of the day... Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Just remember that. Like, human beings are literally so small. If you really think about it, we are like pecks of dust on an earth, in a galaxy, in a universe. <laughs> Sitting at a park bench alone should not be as scary as it is. Anytime that you are going through something and you're like, home, even even if like you know it's stupid, because everyone goes through those things and they're like, God, why am I making such a big deal about this? This is so dumb. I wish I could just not care. Then don't care. Nothing matters. Text the guy. Text the girl. Tell someone that, you know that you love that doesn't know that you love them and you know like do things that really really scare you because like what's what's it like it really really think about it it really does not matter because there are bigger things there's always like bigger things to to find and to be curious about so i don't know i don't know if i worded that correctly but I think that's a really big thing to understand. Um, Also, another thing that comes with being alone is especially, like, people who go off to college and stuff. Like, once you kind of leave your hometown and you leave your friends, or at least your high school friends and stuff, um, you really get to see who cares about you and who doesn't. And you get to see who you care about and who you don't. Even if it's like you go on vacation for a week, there are people who are going to text you almost every day asking for updates, asking how you're doing, or updating you on their life. And then there are people that you are going to want to text and update and all those things, and you are going to want to talk to. And it really brings out this light on who you love and who you don't and that's a big thing to accept and to realize my god there's like one little goose outside right now that's just pecking away at the grass sorry that was so off topic but it's just all by itself and I thought it was funny um but yeah like if if someone doesn't really like contact you and you're not mad that they're not contacting you, then you probably don't care about them that much. And that's so okay. That's so valid. Like you don't have to. That is, that is just like a big thing to come to terms with is like accepting that maybe you don't care about someone as much as you thought you did. And maybe they don't care about you as much as they thought they did. That's a, that's a like that's a grown-up thing you know what I mean so anyways that's kind of everything that I had for today and I wanted to come to a little bit of a conclusion for everything so I put like little equal signs next to everything all of the steps or whatever that I wrote down um and I wanted to go through like the process or whatever so necessary rejection equals growth, right? Accepting defeat makes you humble. Self-obsession and necessary rest brings comfortability. I have no idea if I said that right. Dealing with and learning from change brings relief. And being alone means growing up. If you think of those things in that order it's kind of like oh oh like kinda like a little light bulb like oh 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 yeah 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 <laughs> if that <laughs> oh my god sometimes I just don't understand myself if that makes sense to you guys um but yeah that's kind of everything that I had laid out for my first little episode um yeah I hope that some of my words were were useful. <laughs> I won't judge you if you didn't make it all the way to the end because like podcasts can be really long sometimes. I don't I don't know how long this is because I haven't been like timing it really. But sometimes I, can, I just ramble on. Like why do you think I made a podcast? I talk a little bit too much. But um anyways, the whole gist from this one is that I just want the people listening or like whatever to know that so much can happen with so much growth can happen with learning to be alone and sitting metaphorically I guess for you guys in an empty door or I don't know wherever you are but just kind of I don't know like closing your eyes and like imagining just sitting in an empty dorm room like what would you do if you were alone, if you had this whole new life out in front of you, this like new exciting thing, you can, you can make that for yourself, you know, like you can imagine it and then you can do it, so what would you do if you were in an empty dorm room, what would you create, you know, I feel like that's a good place to end, so thank you for listening, um, I will have Another episode, I'm thinking, okay, this is something I haven't thought through yet. I'm going to make a decision right now. Thursdays, eight o'clock. Okay. 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 That's when I'm doing this. Okay. Next Thursday at 8 p.m. The next episode will come out. Um, Yeah. I hope that you have a lovely evening and thanks for meeting me in the after hours. Have a good night.